Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 392 of the show. This is really cool. So um, this is actually back from May when I went to Most Powerful Women and I heard from Dr. Shafali. And then this has a lot of the takeaways I got from it. But specifically what you're going to need to do to change your business and change your life. You're going to hear parts of my story you've never heard before because I've never told them before. And so like not intentionally or anything, but I know you're going to love it. So I want to thank you guys in advance for listening and really thank those of you who take the time to leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show. If you didn't already hear, we're going to do a podcast relaunch at episode 400, which is right around the corner. So that's exciting stuff. So make sure you have your subscriptions on. You screenshot this, put it in your story, tell some friends about it before we do relaunch. I'll be doing huge giveaways right at the beginning. So um, as an example from Christmas in July, we have some unclaimed Gucci's, Louis, all kinds of stuff. So who knows what I'll do? You never know with Jesse Lee. So want to thank you guys for all your shares. It means a lot to me. So with that said, I hope you love this episode of the show. Thank you for your reviews. And I'll, let me try and find a review really quickly. Why not? Since you guys are leaving them every day and they mean so much to me. Today's reviewer of the show is A. Krogstad, legit life-changing podcast, five stars. The first thing I do every morning is check to see if there's a new Boss Lee podcast. She speaks life into me and is the exact energy level I need in my life. Everyone needs a little more Boss Lee in their lives too. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. You guys are incredible. Thank you so much for just spreading so much peace, love, and positivity through the podcast, through my social media, through, you know, hopefully living your life from some of the lessons you've learned from the show. So love you guys. Appreciate you. Hope you love episode 392 of the show. That actually brings me into training today because my, I mean, I don't know the last time I had an epiphany the way I had an epiphany with Dr. Shafali. I mean, I'm just going to be very honest with you guys. I, like, she said nothing except for her intro when I was already crying. And I was like, oh, there's an energetic connection here. Hold on a second. I don't know what she's about to say. I don't know what she's about to train. I've never heard of this woman, which is crazy, right? Because she's got all these books. She's got all this stuff and whatever. I'm like sitting there going, I'm like, oh, God, she's about to bring some thunder. And I just got off a podcast interview about... And I don't know, an hour ago, or it's not even an hour ago. And I was talking to this man and I started talking about how he started asking about uh, my life, like my childhood. We went back to my childhood, which I've done a thousand times. Like how many of you have identified some kind of trauma in your childhood? Okay, it's, it's all of you. <laughs> if you had a childhood, you had trauma. <laughs> okay. So that's just like a thing, right? If you had a childhood, you have trauma for sure. Um, and, and he said something around relationships. He said, how has that shown up in your life? And I said things in this interview that, and it, it's my newest Instagram TV. So you can watch it later if you feel like it. But I said things that I've never said. Which, like, not that it's not, I mean, it's crazy, right? I, I talked about how because of the way I was treated as a child in my household, very tumultuous, nothing was stable, okay? Not, everything from mental health wasn't stable in my household. There were drugs in my household. There was domestic violence in my household. I was parenting my brothers from a very young age. So I'm like, control, 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 control. I don't know all of your stories. I know a lot of them, right? But all of this craziness, he said, well, how did that kind of show up? Like, when did you notice you needed to change? And then it all kind of came pouring out. And I just now, like an hour ago, okay? And I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense. You know, it's not that people, like I was bullied a lot, K through 12, but I literally wouldn't let people in. 
Can any of you relate to that? I wouldn't allow people in K through 12. So even if people were nice to me, I'm like, what do you want? What do you want from me? Or it'd be like, okay, I know you're going to hurt me. So what the hell? Like, what do you, what do you, why do you want to know anything about me? Like there's, yeah. What is your agenda? Like I was constantly like on edge my whole entire childhood. And I said, my big shift actually happened when I was engaged. Some of you don't know I was engaged when I was 18 or 19, 18 or 19. And I broke up with him because I realized I was ruining his life. We all have toxic characteristics. I'm not really a big fan of like, oh, that's a toxic person, okay? Unless it's a TikTok. That's a funny TikTok. But like we all have toxic characteristics and I realized I was going to actually ruin this man's life. Like destroy it. He was jumping at me. Like, like, like you know what I mean? Like recoiling when he would say something I would kind of give him a look. Because I was in this like, I was so manipulated my childhood that it started to pour out into my young adulthood, Okay, and I know this is some of you. Now, here's where it pulls into business. And this was a really, one of my really big epiphanies that I hope helps you guys today is I started to realize that the only way you're going to build this business is if you get through that, you have got to develop into the different version of yourself because a lot of you are pushing so many people away from you. You're not building those deep relationships like you see that I have with a Sydney or a Megan or a Brittany or a Courtney or a Bree or an Angela or a, I don't know who all is on this call, but those are some names off the top of my head, right? Like you see these deep relationships. I could never 10 years ago, never. I was just shoving and shoving and shoving people away because I kept thinking, oh, oh, as soon as I let them in, they're going to use everything about me against me, okay? You have got to start healing whatever the traumas are and developing into a different person. We're going to kind of go through it, okay? Because if you do not, you are never going to have the team you want. Never. Never, because as soon as somebody like Stephanie or Jamie Lynn or whoever tries to get close to you, you're going to put the wall up. You're going to put the wall up and you're not going to let them in. And I'm not saying they need to know everything about you. I'm not saying they need to know everything about your lifestyle. I'm not saying they need to know everything about your personal life. I'm not saying any of that. But this is a very real problem that a lot of you, a lot of you are like, I can't recruit people. You can't recruit people because your recruits want to know you. And you're refusing to let them in because you, you used to do drugs or you used to be, uh, here's my thing. I told him, I said, I used to be a master manipulator. That was my big, huge, huge toxic characteristic. I don't know that girl anymore, right? I used to be somebody where you would say things and, oh, I would listen, but I would listen so I could use it against you. I would listen so I could convince you to do things for me. I would listen so I could convince you to do stuff and you wouldn't even know what was happening. You'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I, I did want to, uh, I, I, yeah, I guess I did want to go to dinner there. I guess I did want to go do that for you. I guess I did want to, whatever, you get the point. I would manipulate and, and just, I mean, it's like to even think about it, like, hurt, like it hurts right here in my chest. Like, ugh, because I can't imagine being that person anymore. But that is from being a child. So when she came on stage and she starts talking about that, I'm like losing my mind. I'm like, are you, are you serious? Like, uh, this is nuts. A lot of you, she was talking about, you're doing things for approval and for validation. So I know not all of you were able to catch this, or maybe you heard things differently than me, but approval and validation in everything you do. That is from your childhood. 
You are probably seeking praise. I want you to think about the way you sometimes feel about your team or the way you sometimes feel about even your partner where you're like, God, they're not responding the way I want them to. Why aren't they getting on the call? Why don't they care the way I care? What is wrong with these people? And you might not say it to them because you're developed enough to not like holler at them. Okay. Like because you're more developed than me 10 years ago when I would scream at people. Okay. But this, uh, this, this, I need to have this many people on a call. Ask yourself sometimes, is that because I'm seeking approval based off of the numbers on the call or therefore am I lying about doing all these things for impact? Because impact can be one person. It doesn't have to be 100 people, 50 people, 20 people on your call. We have to learn to stop getting so caught up in the seeking of approval and validation from others and just doing what you know is right for you. Doing what you know is right for you. And I'll tell you, some of you, maybe you, uh, maybe you see this the way I see this. And this was like, this was massive for me, okay? Like, I think this call is going to be one of my most vulnerable 212 calls ever, okay? But it's like, she said, a lot of us are out there going, do you see me? Do you love me? Do you want me? And it, we're doing it in everything. Do you see me? Do you want me? Do you love me? Do you see me? Do you want me? Do you love me? Do you see me? Do you want me? Do you love me? Do you see me? Do you want me? Do you love me? Do you see me? Do you want me? Do you love me? Yes, fool. I'm just a little busy sometimes, so no, I can't invite you to everything. And no, I can't lick you. How do I keep saying lick? All right, I'm just stopping saying licking, okay? I'm just saying lick you all over the calls. I can't come to your house and kiss your face every single day. I'd love to. I can't, okay? I'd love to tell you, text you every morning how beautiful you are, how amazing you are, how spunky you are, how much you contribute to our team, how unbelievable your training is. I, I wish I could watch all of your live videos. I can't watch any of your live videos. I don't have time. That does not mean I don't see you. That does not mean I don't love you. That does not mean that, that I don't want you to be part of this team. And you've got to feel that for yourself and also understand your team is loving you in their own way. And it's just as acceptable as your way of giving love. Does that make sense? Just because I give love differently than you give love doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean I don't see you. Doesn't mean you're not valid. Doesn't mean you don't matter. You all do. But we have to stop seeking that. What you're doing is you're seeking external validation for yourself and for your business. You need to be proud of you. Some of you are on here making $30,000 a month and you're still not happy because you're like, does she see me? Are you kidding me? Yes, I see you, ding, ding. I just can't be your husband, wife, whatever you want me to be all the time, okay? Like, I got to run my own life. I got my own man. Like, I got a life, man. Yes, I love you. Holy crap, I love you, right? What is that? That's an inner child. That's a damaged inner child who when you were young did not feel seen did not feel loved did not feel wanted not every day but situationally so I'm gonna keep going through some Dr. Shafali stuff in a second but I gotta tell you after Dr. Shafali when I'm like bawling in my bathroom trying to do makeup it was not a good look the lashes fell off on numerous occasions I'm like I'm done like I can't I was I didn't get to Eric's house until one o'clock not because I wasn't awake but but because I was puffy I had to put like I you know ice on my face I mean it was not good guys okay it was just really not a good look and uh you know <laughs> sheesh so uh I got to Eric's house right around one o'clock and 
walk in the door and like, won't God do it y'all. So like whoever God is for you. Okay. I'm not here to say, you know, whatever. So I'm telling you, I walk in this house and there's some lady I've never seen in my life. Never seen in my life. Her name's, uh, Mitra. Okay. Never seen her. She's apparently a million dollar a year earner in a company. Who, who did, who to thunk? Didn't know. Okay. Never seen her, never heard of her, never, whatever. Right. Sitting across the table uh, from her and uh, Lauren Lahav is there. She had just gotten off stage. You guys heard her present about the money conversation. Uh, who, she was amazing too, right? So we're over there and, and Mitra starts talking about how, oh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm an Eastern Indian. I'm from India. I'm an Eastern blah, blah, blah. Like whatever. I don't even remember all the things she's saying, right? She's this, she's that. She's a shaman. She's a blah. I'm like, oh, wow. And Somebody sitting there, she goes, Jesse Lee, like if she has time to do it, you've got to let her, um, you've got to let her do some work on you. I'm like, I'm down for work. Like I just, I just cried for four hours. Like we got work to do, baby. What's she going to do? And she said what I said, first of all, which was if you have, I said, girl, I need work, Mitra. She goes, yeah, if you had a childhood, you need work done. And I went, it's like that? She said, yes. She's like, you're literally playing out scenarios in your head constantly in your business, constantly in your personal life based around what you wanted to be seen as as a child. And there's somewhere in your past that real damage occurred to you, all of you. She's saying this to me, though. I'm like, oh, God. I was like, you know, I've tried a lot of this stuff. I was like, I've done the Joseph McClendon thing where, you know, you get on your knees and you greet your baby, your child, and la, 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 She's like, yeah. And she's like, that's great. You know, and Lauren's obviously worked with Tony Robbins for 30 years, you know. And uh, she's like, no, all of that is, is real. She's like, but do you know what version of your child needs to be healed? I went, What? I went, oh, we about to get into some something right now. What's she talking about? Uh, okay, wow. And then we got into this conversation she's talking about. Like, are any of you in relationships, whether it's a business relationship, a friendship, or a romantic relationship, where sometimes you're like, I'm just not getting what I need. What, they're just not giving me what I need. And you've heard of all the love language stuff and, you know, the, uh, you know, different personalities and, and all of this stuff. And, sh- and she was just saying, well, first of all, people are just going to love you the way they know how to love you. She's like, and sometimes you're putting so much emphasis on all the wrong things, all the wrong things. Somebody who doesn't really like to text, if they send you a smiley face, you should be like, yes, like I got a one word answer and I know they hate texting. I know they have a thousand unread messages. I know they this, I know they that, I know that, whatever the situation is. She's like, she's like, is stuff good with those people when you're in person? I'm asking you guys about your business, okay? Is stuff good with that person when they're in person with you? Like, do you feel connected when you're in person with them? I'm asking y'all, I'm not talking for myself. She's like, well, then why do you sit around doubting it? Because of your inner child. Oh, my. 
Okay. So I go outside with Mitra. I said, how long is this going to take, girl? How long is it going to take? She's like, I don't know, about 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I said, okay, cool. So long story short, she has me, first of all, say things that are just untrue, like true and untrue. She was doing some like energetic connection, some Reiki, like all this stuff, whatever, all this energy stuff. And she says, okay, so, so like one thing she's like, um, She's like, We're, you're just going to repeat what I say. So my name's Jesse Lee. I'm like, my name's Jesse Lee. She's like, my name's Bob. I'm like, my name's Bob. Right? So she was picking up again on just whatever. And then she had me say things like, I don't care about uh, being number one, which is clearly not true. Right? Um, she had me say some. She had me say, um, uh, I don't care if uh, I lose Vic, which then I just broke down in like a massive like, ah! Right. Because like I, I felt like I lost him in the past. He's back, whatever. But I was saying all these things and then good things and bad things, like all these good things and bad things. And she's like, we've got to energetically clear this. She's like, that is a child. She's like, why does it trigger you so much? Y'all are being triggered in your businesses by things. You're being triggered by the nose. Why? What were you told no? When were you told no? When was there actual damage done to you as a child? I can't do this for you, right? Doc, I'm just bringing you an awareness. This is why Dr. Shafali's like, go to freaking therapy, right? But I'll tell you what happened after this. We're so, we're, she starts doing this thing. She starts saying numbers out loud, whatever. She's like, seven, nine, two, four, whatever. She goes, three, 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 three. And then she goes, okay, uh, years, no, uh, years, days, no, weeks, no, months, yes, yes, months, yes, three months, three months, three months. My first huge trauma happened when I was three months old. She starts saying people's names, like pulling them out of the freaking abyss. I don't know where it comes from, right? My first trauma, my big trauma that I saw, I was three months old. And if you don't know, my dad is, um, he's, you know, he's on medication now, but he is manic depressive. He is bipolar. He was super abusive, um, because he was unmedicated, right? Um, drugs in the household, like all this stuff, right? Which I knew, like, I know that, but I never knew what I, I mean, you don't know what you, what you see, right? It was outside. She knew that it was outside the house. Long story short, she literally was like, you watched your dad have a manic depressive episode when you were in a carrier thing. One of those things called Basin. What? A what? A car, yeah, like a car seat, right? You were three months old. You were outside and you as an infant felt like you lost complete control. Bro. Like what are the things? Because children... Maybe you heard her say this. Children are completely aware of their emotions. You like, have you ever watched an infant like two weeks old? Not even two weeks old. Forget two weeks old. A day old. Have you ever seen an infant be handed off to somebody and the kid just goes bananas? And they're like, oh, shh, 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 shh. And the kid's like, I'm not safe. 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 I'm not going to be away from this person. And we ignore them. Right? You all have all those emotions. You got to start paying attention to the way that you feel. And you got to start going back. Why am I triggered by this? Why am I triggered by this? Why am I freaking out? Why am I inconsistent? What am I doing? What are all these things? This is your 
This is you and your trauma. You and your trauma. And so that do you see me, do you love me, do you want me, that is, that is us trying to figure out our own healing. And I know this is like a deep training, but this is the problem. This is what's stopping you from doing what she mentioned about like the entering of the queen. She talked about stepping into your sovereign power. Well, then you need to get in charge of healing that inner child. <clears throat> you need to get in touch with the emotional wounds that are inside of a lot of you. Yeah, your parents put them there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. Okay? But you have to heal yourself. You have to find where those things are. And maybe you can't go back as early as three months because I don't remember being three months old. I have no memory of it. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't even remember what the house looked like. I don't remember any of these things. I moved when I was two years old. Right? I don't know. But what are the moments that you do remember? Y'all have them, don't you? Uh-huh. What other moments you do remember when you were four or when you were eight or when you were 12 or when you were seven or when you were whatever that you've got to get over. You've got to get in touch with it. You've got to feel it and you've got to heal it. Right? Because otherwise you're bringing it into all your recruiting. You're bringing it into all of your, your training. You're talking to your team in a way that like you're, you're trying to be their parent in a way. Does that make sense? Right? And that's kind of what we're doing, but you can't guide somebody through something when you're so bent yourself. And that's what's stopping a lot of you. Like I see some of you, you're, you know, maybe super blown out in business and you're like, I swear I want this. I mean, your behavior tells me completely otherwise. So I don't think you really do want, I don't, you, I know you say you want rank nine because, like, you're supposed to say you want rank nine. Nah, 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 nah. Like, you can't if you're constantly telling yourself, I've got this fear I'm going to be stuck. I've got this fear I'm going to be stuck at rank eight. I've got this fear I'm going to be stuck at rank seven. I've got this fear that I'm not good enough. I've got this fear that I'm not smart enough. I've got this fear that I'm not validated. I've got this fear that, I've, that I'm not going to be, you know, no one's going to approve of what I do. Have you noticed that so much of what I do, I just don't care what people think? What are you chasing validation for? Right? It's, it's, not, it's not useful. Right? Like all of that stuff that's inside of you, you've got to heal it. You've got to heal it. All right? So you have to take control. And not in like a crazy way. All right? But what are you, what do you need to take control over? Where are your big gaping holes that you're like, that's holding me back? Maybe you're procrastinating, okay? Maybe you're refusing to set a schedule. Maybe you keep ignoring the, the recruiting lives. Maybe you keep switching the scripts. Maybe you kind of go half in and half out of trainings, right? How many of you, if you, you're honest with yourselves, you're kind of just chasing emotional love through your business, Right? And like, I love that we have this family. I do. I love it so much. You also have to make sure you're contributing on the other side of it too, right? Because otherwise it's the same thing, your pattern you're probably repeating in not only your business relationships, but your personal relationships where you're chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing emotional love. You can't chase emotional love. You have to be love, right? You have to be light, you have to be somebody that people feel safe around and it's going to be from healing. It's going to be from doing the hard work. It is hard work. It's hard work. 
Okay. But you need to listen to that inner child, right? When, when the only word I can think of using is, is triggered, you know, like, um, something I realized this is, uh, over a year ago now I was at this event, this conference that I met Trent Shelton at. And I realized that the reason that I am in, I, I was in the past a nail biter. Now I just have nails on, so whatever. But in the past, I was a nail biter. It's as soon as I, and, and maybe you relate to this. I don't know, but this is part of healing is, is recognizing. Like you want to be a better business owner. You better recognize. All right. You have to recognize things. All right. So I recognize that when I put my hands in my mouth, and like start to bite my nails. I'm doing it because something I did or said has triggered me to think that somebody's mad at me or doesn't like me. Well, so some of you, maybe it's a safety thing. Maybe some of you, you relate 100% to that. You're like, yes, I get angry when I think that somebody's mad at me. I don't know why I act like that. Why do I act like that? Why do I, I do, I snap. I get angry. I get hot. I feel anxiety. Oh my God. Like you've got to identify whatever your thing is. We're all going to have different things, right? Nail picker, Brittany says, right? Like whatever it is for you, that's the process of acknowledging your trigger. And then you can change the behavior. So what if every single time you're like, oh my God, they're mad at me. Jenny doesn't like me anymore. Deb doesn't like me anymore. Oh my God, Kate's upset at me. Oh my God, I said that one thing on that training and now they're mad at me. And then, oh my God, now Dory's mad at me. Oh my God. <laughs> Instead of biting your nails, change the behavior. Maybe you go send five gratitude texts to put yourself back in a state of like, Whew, okay. Or maybe you, you jump up and you move your body and you do some affirmations really quickly. Like what is it you need to do to shift your state to put yourself back in a state of that child, you know, like, I love her. Oh, I, I meant to tell you. I forgot. So that back to, like, the Joseph McClendon thing. I, I had always visualized, like, a maybe, like, a seven-year-old Jesse Lee. I don't know, like, five to eight, that kind of range, you know? It, like, what's the age you guys usually visualize when, when they do that Joseph thing? I'm just curious, actually. Five, three, five, six, seven, five, 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 two, three, eight. Nine, five, six, six, eight. Cool. So pretty much around the same like general age range. Like I would have never thought baby Jesse Lee, right? So when she said three months old and I did the same thing, like closed my eyes. She had me go find baby Jesse Lee in the car seat, take baby Jesse Lee, like visually, obviously, like in my mind, out of the car seat. And I know what I looked like as a baby, right? Like I have photos of what I looked like as a baby. And so I literally felt like I was actually looking at my face. And then she did all the same stuff. Like you tell that baby, you love her. You tell that baby how safe she is. You tell that baby, you're so sorry. You couldn't be there to protect her when she needed you. And it was like, when I say I was like mentally breaking down, like in a very good way, we went back after the whole process, put the baby back in the bassinet, open my eyes. And I said all those same lines, like, I don't care if I'm not number one. I don't care if Vic, uh, like leaves me. I don't care if all this stuff. And it was so unemotionally charged. Like there was, there was none of that. Like, ah, ah! like I was, huh? Interesting. And the, cr and here's where I think it gets crazy and very applicable to business. 
Um, when you release that pressure that a lot of you have, you agree with this, right? A lot of you have like pressure around your business, pressure around performing, pressure around the rank, pressure around MVP, pressure around whatever, pressure around, yeah, your stars, pressure around money, pressure, 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 everything's on you. This is very relatable to me, Brittany and everybody else. Yep. Ashley, I agree. Yep. Leah. Uh, yep. Stephanie. Yep. Tawny. Like, it's amazing how it just kind of opens up to you. I went to bed that night. I woke up the next day. I was going to go on stage and I just released this whole, I kept saying, I'm not trying to control my relationship. Y'all know me. We've met before. Okay. I am trying to control everything. (laughs) Okay. I'm trying to control everything. And there's two things, actually. One I won't mention by name, um, and then one one is Vic, so it doesn't matter. I'll do the business one first. One, this, this person just, I mean, annoys the crap out of me. Uh, and I just think, I mean, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I, how do you pull this person back? They're just, they're just but whatever, right? I had a text message from them the next morning. I'm like, how bizarre. <laughs> I'm like, how bizarre. <laughs> Like, how many of you, it would be those recruits. It wasn't you, Mike, right? Like, how many of you, you know, it would be those recruit leads all of a sudden flowing abundantly to you or those sales flowing abundantly to you or MVP becoming very easy because you're not having, like, this crazy pressure around it, right? Like, whatever it is. Yeah. No, Kayla, it wasn't you, (laughs) right? None of y'all, I don't think anyone, I haven't typed the person's name in, but I don't, let me see if they're on the call. Hold on a second. Like, I don't know. They're probably not on the call. They're not on the call, but that's okay. Like, point being, I released this whole, it just released the control. And all of a sudden, zink, zink. you know, does that make sense? Like, how many of you are just so out of alignment because of all of this trauma in your life and in your business and whatever, right? Okay. And the second thing, because of course I'm trying to control my relationship because I'm like, I need, well, not anymore in the past a couple days ago. And then I woke up to a text message. It's like, uh, can I come? Are you going to be in Dallas on May 23rd? I'm like, yeah. And Vic's like, I would really like to come see you for the day. I went, what in the hell? So I texted Mitra and I'm like, hold on girl. And she goes, that's exactly how this works. You can't keep controlling things that don't need to be controlled based off of an inner child that you thought was going to be abandoned because you were abandoned in a car seat. She's like that you thought was going to be totally unsafe and unsecure, which is why you're constantly trying to make sure you've got like, you know, all the facts, all the information, all the everything, everything's in control. She's like, you can't keep pulling your trauma from three months old into your personal relationships, into your romantic relationships and into your business relationships. You can't, or you're going to be stuck at where you are, which is not a bad place to be stuck, but I don't want to be stuck. <laughs> okay. Not, a, not the worst place to be stuck. So you have to acknowledge that and listen, maybe it's the vulnerability. I felt very vulnerable, which makes me not as vulnerable or like shame, right? Why was I abandoned? Why was I left there to be unsafe, you know, totally unsafe? Now I'm angry. Now I'm anxious. If you can trace all of your feelings that you're starting to, that, that pop up in your business when you're recruiting or whatever, when you're about to make your post, you go, I can't do it. Like, did you ever think, why does somebody refuse to go live on your team? Maybe they were three years old and they were dancing around super happy in their living room. And somebody said, you look like a freaking idiot. Stop. Why are you showing off? 
These little things. If you can help people and first of all help yourself, then save them from their inner children. Imagine what your business will do. Just because you're healing people. Not because you've done any tactical business training, but because you're helping heal people. You're helping them get over their guilt. You're helping them get over their shame. You're helping them get over their insecurities, their abandonment, their rejection, etc. Right? Like, when somebody's busy with work and they don't text you back right away, you don't need to text them 640 more times because of your child that got rejected and left at dance class and you were mortified and embarrassed because your parents forgot about you. Uh-huh. I think that I am hitting on some ding-ding-dings right now. Right? Listen to the feelings of your inner child. You don't need to push them away. And then she said that something you can do that will work really well for a lot of you is you can actually write that little baby or child or whatever, even if you don't know exactly when it is, a letter. Some of you just need to write the baby, the child, the letter. Right? Like maybe you don't know why your brother was always shouting and yelling and breaking toys and freaking out and whatever, but you did learn how to you did learn to fear him. You did learn to fear people. You did learn to fear men, who knows? Okay, you, you felt like you were bullied, whatever, okay? Like, you're, write a letter, your assignment, write a letter, right? How, how do I feel you? How can I support you? What do you need from me? Just kind of sit with those feelings, feel them. Like, when I went back to three-month-old Jessie Lee, I felt it. I knew what I needed to say to her. It came pouring out of me like freaking lava, well, lava moves slow. We've already done a training on that. It came pouring out of me like a mudslide. <laughs> there we go. All right, like an avalanche. I'm like, oh my God, I know exactly what she needs. So go figure out where, you know, what you're going to need to probably do is allow yourself to go through your normal day and see where you're getting triggered and write those things down. You know what I mean? Like when you're mad at, here's, here's probably a common one. When you're mad at me, but you're not really sure why. You know what I mean? Like not actually mad at me, but you're like, God, I just wish she would. You don't ever really maybe even tell me, right? But you have those moments where you're like, I wish she would do this. I wish she would do that. I wish she would blah, blah, blah. Like whatever these things are. Understanding that's just baby Lee. That's just baby Laura. That's baby Dion. That's baby Nancy. It's baby Kate. That's little Valerie. That's little Karen. You're, you're upset at your mom or your dad or your older brother or your older sister or your big cousin or your aunts and uncles that were supposed to fill in the blank and didn't. And then when I don't give the love the way you expect it to be given, you lash out. And when that happens today or tomorrow, whatever, just write it down and go, because then you can go, oh my God, it has nothing to do with Jesse Lee. It doesn't even have any, it has to do with baby Ange, right? That has to do with when I was, I, I thought I was better at soccer than my brother, but my brother got picked. Right? Like if I don't pick you for a training or something and you're like, what the, what the, it has nothing to do with me. I want all y'all to be able to do everything. You know what I mean? 
but somebody was picked before you or somebody was chosen and you're a little kid, her heart broke. His heart broke. Does that make sense? Because when you start to identify those things, then you can pull it full circle and love on the baby so that the adult version of you can start to attract all the good things in your life instead of pushing and shoving it all away. Does that make sense to everybody? Good. And then I can't teach you unconscious parenting because I'm not a parent. (laughs) But I do think it is definitely worthwhile to do some research on that because I know a lot of you are moms, a lot of you are dads, and I think that if we can become better versions of ourselves, heal our children, heal, heal, heal our inner children, then heal our children, like our human children that are our babies that are alive right now or are coming in the future, what a better world we will live in. Because all kids are going to go through traumas, but if we can start to be the ones who do not, or at least try not, to cause the pain, right? we can we can actually change the world. So 